Today we talk about one of the scariest things in IVF, the attrition rate. The number of eggs you get versus the number of embryos you have to transfer. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. For many people, one of the scariest things is after you get those eggs, the question of how many will make it to the blastocyst stage. Because everyone has heard those stories before. The person who got 40 eggs or 50 eggs and only ended up with one to two embryos. What we're going to talk about today is that that actually is not very common and it's actually a very specific situation when that happens. For most patients, the attrition rate is not that low. Now, let's first talk about what I mean by the attrition rate. When you undergo a retrieval, you end up getting eggs. Now, not every egg is going to be mature. And not every mature egg is going to fertilize. And not every egg that fertilizes, fertilizes normal. Then you end up with embryos. And at that point, we expect about 50% of them to make it to blastocyst. Now, this is actually a really important point because I I see people all the time say, oh, I got 20 eggs. I only got five embryos and they're really disappointed. And then I go and I look at their details of their IVF cycle and sure, they might have had 20 eggs, but only 10 fertilized. And of those 10 that fertilized, only eight fertilized normal and they got five blastocysts from that, which means over 50% made the blastocyst. That's actually a very good cycle. But if you look at from the original 20 that were retrieved, it's easy to look at that and go, wow, I only got five out of 20. When in reality, only 10 of them ever had a chance. And of those 10, only eight of them, because they were normal for had a chance. Now, if you look at it from a statistical standpoint, the amount of mature eggs you get is kind of determined even before you go to retrieval. Most of the time, the doctor can look at the size of the follicles and predict generally about how many mature eggs you'll have. It's always important to remember, it doesn't matter how many eggs you get, it's how many mature eggs have a chance to then be fertilized. Now, in general, about 70 to 80% of the eggs are going to fertilize. So if we start with, let's say, 20 eggs, that means somewhere around 14 to 16 eggs will fertilize. Now, the caveat to that is not every egg that fertilizes, fertilizes normal. In one of the episodes, I talked about pronuclears. And so when the egg fertilizes, two polar bodies are created, which tells us the egg has fertilized, and then two pronuclears are seen, which is supposed to be the maternal-paternal DNA. Sometimes there could be zero PNs, or there can even be multiple PNs, like three PNs or four PNs, and those are not normal fertilization. Why this is important is because your expectations should be based off how many normally fertilized embers you have. From that point, a good lab should get at least 50% blastulation rate. So if we go back to our 14, 16 fertilized, now we're talking about seven to eight embryos that make it to the blastocyst stage. But that doesn't mean the blastocyst will be good blastocyst. It just means they'll make it the blastocyst. What determines if they're good or bad blastocysts may do things with age, environment, and quality. 
a normal number of eggs to get is usually about 8 to 12. Now, some people get between 12 and 16, and that's a little bit above average, and some get above 16, but very few get into the 30s and 40s. And anytime you hear about a patient getting the 30 and 40s, they likely have what's called polycystic ovarian syndrome. These patients are the ones you hear about that get 40, 50 eggs and only get one or no embryos. And as a patient, if you only get eight embryos, you're going to be freaking out thinking, oh my God, this person has 40 to 50 and they got none. I'm going to get nothing for sure. But it's really important for you not to compare yourself because polycystic ovarian syndrome is a very unique syndrome. And it's actually associated with poor egg quality. And these women do end up with poor embryos. Now, that's not to say that it can't be improved. Matter of fact, most of this problem comes from insulin resistance. And so you can treat that insulin resistance by doing several things, such as taking metformin through diet and exercise, through taking myo-inositol, and taking antioxidants and being on the low-carb diet. All those things will reduce inflammation, which comes through insulin resistance. I tend to also put most of my PCOS patients on a steroid to help reduce the inflammation as well. I've had pretty good outcome using this protocol. Now, the point of this podcast is not to talk about the PCOS patients right now. What I want to make sure you understand is, is that they face challenges that most of us don't who are going through IVF. And so it's really important to understand that before you freak yourself out about those situations, understand it's very unique to them. And that unless you have a similar situation, you may not have to worry about such a poor attrition rate of your eggs to embryos. For patients without PCOS, I've had people get as little as three eggs and get three embryos. I've had other people who got 28 eggs and come away with 26 embryos. And so the point to understand is not every person who gets a lot of eggs will always have bad embryos. And you can't look at yourself and say, well, because someone else had a lot of eggs and got very few embryos, then I'm not going to. The point is actually, it should be pretty good. Because unless you have some other medical condition causing insulin resistance, you probably have a good attrition rate. In general, the rule of thumb is about 25%. A lot of the people will look at it and say, okay, if I get 20 eggs, I'm probably coming away with at least five embryos. That's the kind of like bottom line attrition rate. But as I mentioned, people can get much, much more. The important part is to always look at how did you get there? I am much more concerned about a patient who has 20 mature eggs, gets 18 fertilized, and only gets three blastocysts. That is very concerning because they should have had more. But if I have a patient who has 20 eggs and only eight fertilized, and they get four embryos, that's actually very normal because the point that they can control is once they become embryos, the blastocyst. Fertilization isn't something you can always control. That's usually going to be on the sperm side. Unfortunately, most of our anxiety comes from the anecdotal studies that we hear people telling us. So when you read that on Facebook and someone says, oh my goodness, I have 40 eggs and only got two embryos, it's always important to realize those cases are not the norm. Those cases are the unique cases by unique patients. 
and that that is actually very uncommon in patients who don't have polycystic ovarian syndrome. My goal of this podcast was really just to help put people at ease so they're not worrying so much about the number of eggs that they retrieve, but are focused more on how many become embryos. I always tell everyone that's the important number because once you make embryos, then at that point, half of them should make it to blastocyst if you're at a good clinic. Now again, not all clinics get 50% blastulation rate, but the good clinics do. And so that's first part you wanna get is how many embryos you get. Now it's also important to understand that even people with normal environments that don't have PCOS can also have poor attrition rates. And that means something. If someone's starting with 15 eggs that fertilize, and then all of a sudden only two are becoming blastocysts, there's a reason for that. It could be egg quality issues, it could be sperm quality issues, but that is a sign of something being wrong. And that goes back to my point I always say that IVF is not just a treatment. IVF is also a test and we can learn things from it. And then at that point, you have to look at why did they not make it the blastocyst? Were they stalling day two, day three? Were they stalling on day five? Were they fragmented? What was wrong with them? And then using that information, you might be able to make adjustments to help improve for the next cycle. For example, growth hormone can sometimes help embryo quality. If you have poor embryo quality, but you're getting embryos to become blastocysts, or maybe it even can help sperm issues. In the end, attrition rate isn't just something we're nervous about, but it's also something that we look at to determine how well things are going. And so if you have a poor cycle, your doctor will look at that and look at those rates we talked about, what the fertilization rate should be, what the normal fertilization rate should be, then how many should become blasted through the blastulation rate. And then by looking at that, they can really determine where the problem is and can then make adjustments. That's the one thing I've always loved about IVF. IVF, you can see what's going on and you can make adjustments. It's actually one of the podcasts I'm going to be doing in the future about is just because an IVF cycle has failed doesn't mean it won't work. We tend to think that since IVF is the best thing, if it doesn't work, well, then there's no chance of it working in the future. But that's not true. But that's for another podcast. Hopefully this podcast will reduce some people's fears and they won't get worried if they don't have as many eggs because they'll realize that that cycle they heard about on Facebook or some other website where they talked about having lots of eggs and got very few embryos was the unique situation. And that for most patients, things go fine. And that sometimes even with fewer eggs, you can still get the same amount of embryos. In the end, infertility sucks. IVF sucks. But unfortunately for some of us, it's the only way we're going to have kids. And so we have to go through the process and stay strong. Hopefully this episode was helpful for some of you. And as always, if you like it, please tell your friends about us. Give us a five-star review on your favorite medium and come back next week. I look forward to talking to you all again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday. Tuesday.